Saskatchewan Commodity Groups are hosting their AGMs virtually this year. The Saskatchewan Winter Cereals Development Commission held its AGM yesterday with guest speaker and winter wheat breeder Dr. Rob Graff from Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada's Research Centre at Lethbridge. Glendalee Allen-Wassler was online for Dr. Graff's presentation where he talked about new winter wheat varieties. Dr. Graff reviewed winter wheat varieties listed in the variety of grain crops for Saskatchewan pamphlet. I would say that uh, for Saskatchewan, there's really three or four varieties that you should consider uh, if you are growing winter wheat. Uh, the first, uh, if as we move down the table, the first one I would say is CDC Chase. Uh, it's got some good yield numbers at 105 and 109 for the for the two areas. Uh, Gold Rush 106 and 108, very similar to chase from a yield standpoint. And then wildfire, uh, as I mentioned, uh, is the one to beat for yield right now at 112 and 116. Uh, The main difference with these varieties that I think you need to be aware of is that chase has a winter survival rating of fair and both gold rush and wildfire are very good. Now, I would suggest that if you're in the Western Prairies, uh, AAC wildfire is probably the variety to grow, primarily because the Western Prairies do not tend to be as affected by stem rust. Uh, Certainly, as you move eastward, stem rust becomes more of an issue, and so gold rush uh, has decent stem rust resistance and so uh, would be one to grow. Uh, If you're interested in growing a feed type, uh, Pintail also has good numbers and uh, good winter survival. He noted that AAC Network will be available this fall and is well adapted to southern Alberta dryland and irrigation. Meantime, W583, which has not yet been named or registered, is well suited for Western Canada. Overall, uh, about a 5% uh, yield bump over the red winter checks in the registration trial. Uh, In Saskatchewan, about 9% over Emerson. And Emerson has been popular in Saskatchewan, so I think this is a pertinent comparison. Uh, About 7% over Moats in the parkland. And Moats has been a very good performer in the parkland as well. Survival is very good, equal to Buteo. Uh, This is also a semi-dwarf. Straw strength is also very good. Maturity is mid-season, equal to buteo and moats. Uh, A great rust package, R for all three. And fusarium head blight uh, was rated as an MR, but in actuality, it tends to fall between that R and MR. So, uh, uh, and that reflects the Emerson parentage. It is susceptible to bunt. And uh, from a grain protein standpoint, uh, uh, from a grain protein standpoint, it's about a half a percent over buteo. And uh, just to uh, mention about uh, the fact, it's actually replacing Emerson as a registration check in in the co-op trials. He notes W583 will be marketed by Alliance Seeds. Some other varieties that show some real potential for Western Canada include W601, W614, 
and W616. Those varieties are in the pipeline, but have not yet received registration. Dr. Rob Graff is a research scientist at Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada's Lethbridge Station. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Vossler. Last week, the Manitoba government announced the closure of 21 egg extension and insurance offices. I caught up with Keystone Agricultural Producers President Bill Campbell. Something that was uh, talked about uh, during the media call, just the issue of, um, you know, the the egg rep, um, maybe their services not being needed as much with with a lot of farmers maybe going um, going to private companies for some of this advice. Is that something that you think is happening or... Oh, I, I think the industry's been well aware of that over, say, probably the last 15 years, the last decade. But we have seen uh, some of the services provided and the serv- uh, personnel in so much as that private industry has um, provided some of that part. And so um, that has been a, an erosion over over the last while, and that's where you get that one-on-one uh, personal reaction. And, uh, and I know that the agronomy expertise that I use, they come and scout my fields and, you know, do all of that as a service that, that they provide. And um, so, you know, that's, that, that's been a void that the private industry has uptake. And, and I think it, as a result of COVID as well is this, is this whole personal service and, uh, relationship and customer service and all of that part of it is and so I think that that has been where that has evolved to at this point in time but it's not without its consequences either so anything else you wanted to add or well just yeah the highlight of the of the internet and the the communities and you know um, to say that COVID has allowed us to do business as normal uh, from home and distance and all the rest of it, it's, uh, I'm not sure that's a fair comparison in so much as that I hope COVID doesn't stay forever. And um, uh, we, we will adapt. Uh, we will change. We will utilize technology. But uh, hopefully the government realizes that its mandate is to provide services to rural Manitoba to enhance agricultural production. We cannot lose sight of the grassroots approach of, of information and, and that part of it. And so, um, you know, and I guess that would be the challenge for the department as to what is their mandate, um, you know, moving forward. And, and we actually see quite a few challenges coming forward with government policy, government regulation, government projects, who is going to be the deliverer, who is going to be able to, communicate that type of situation to producers um so um, you know looking forward um what what will the department be able to do and and provide the best service possible for us that was cap president bill campbell that's it for the prairie egg wire for today if you have any questions or opinions to share send them to us by email the farm desk at goldenwest.ca on behalf of Glendalee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Egg Wire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.